Welcome back, Kino. Welcome back to Kino Assistance Radio. It's your girl, Myra. I'm Skya. And I'm Casey. And we are back at it again with another podcast. And listen, guys, um, I know it's been a while. I said I was going to do a lot of stuff that I didn't do. I just want to apologize <laughs> because I said that I was going to be more active on Instagram and on Facebook. And so um, I'm just going to be about it. Okay. And so uh, just make sure that you still are connecting with us on there because it is out there. Okay. It does exist. So I need you guys to follow our Facebook and follow our Instagram. And if there's anything that you want us to discuss or if there's anything that you're going through and you want prayer requests made known, you can connect with us on connect at kingdomsistersradio.com. I'm just putting that out there for everyone to know. Before we get started on this topic today though, is there anyone that wants to talk about how their weeks have been or is there anything in particular that you want to discuss before we just dive in? Okay, you want the kingdom to know it all or? Regarding my week, honestly, this week has been an interesting week because I feel like I feel like warfare has been a topic of my week. Um, and praying also has been the topic of my week, honestly. Um, having more effective um, prayers have been the topic of my week and I've been reading this uh, new book that I got about praying, praying and stuff by Cindy Trim. And it's really good. I'm like four chapters in, but it's so exciting. And every time I start reading this, like I get this joke and I'm like so excited. And it's like, I'm like, ooh, I'm ready to pray now. I'm ready to pray now. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, like, and I remember, remember it was like probably about a month ago or so. Um, I remember telling you, my I was like, I had woke up from a dream that God gave me, and I woke up, I was like, I feel like I'm getting ready for war, and like this week, I really feel like I'm preparing for war, mm-hmm. and um, so I was just, I'm just like in this preparation mode this week, but I'm excited at the same time, but it's like ever since of like, I feel like a revival hit my spirit probably about a month ago, I just been thinking more about prayer and like I feel like the Lord is just building me, building me, building me and I'm just excited. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm going to have to definitely read that book because um, hearing them discuss the book, because this book was written a while back, but hearing them discuss the book in general, I know that it's it's good. and. Um, I feel like everyone needs to be better at praying and more more effective in their prayer. Um, and so I definitely will check that book out and I'm gonna need you to let me borrow it. Okay, what you done? <laughs> oh, I was just by myself, okay, just to support. But yeah, that that's um that's awesome. And honestly, y'all, there's a lot going on in my personal life and I wanna just discuss about this topic. I really just wanna dive in because I have so much that's within me, guys. If I get a little excited, I'm gonna need you guys to just um, tell me that I need to relax more, (laughs) that I need to calm down because I I feel this uh, so heavily. And so today, Kingdom, we're gonna be talking about labor pains, okay? And um, when we're talking about labor pains, it means that we are, many of us are pregnant. And it's funny because I posted this on Facebook a while back. So on March the 5th of 2022, I posted this. Many of us are pregnant, pregnant with businesses, ideas, strategy, something that is so much bigger than us that at times it even scares us out of the birthing position. It is daunting to push out glory, but you are so able, you just have to be willing. This is a pushing season, so push with all that you have, and the glory will fall. I posted that on March, in March of, of last year, and I brought that up because the topic we're going to be talking about is labor pains, and as I was trying to figure out what exactly we're going to be talking about and where we're going to be going with this, um, like I said in that post, I feel like many of us are pregnant, and we're getting in the position to push out something. And right now, we, some of us are still pushing. And I just want to reassure the kingdom and also provide some things um, to bear in mind. Because when a woman is pregnant, when she's about to give birth, um, there are steps 
usually. There are tips that is normally given to her so that she can give birth and everything works out well. And then, you know, the baby comes all, all healthy and all of that. Um, and so my steps, these, these things that I'm going to be talking about is some of the things that some of us may be going through. This is all spiritual, okay? Um, so, man, this applies to you too, okay? Don't, don't, don't uh, just disregard this whole podcast because we're talking about pregnancy. Men can be uh, pregnant in the spirit as well. So, number one, it's always good to find your soothing environment. This is the place where you find peace, staying relaxed and calm um, helps with pain control. And so I say that because, you know, Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. Um, he went away to pray and he would have to go away. Jesus went to the garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26, uh, 36 to 46. Um, I got this mint, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, so in Matthew 26 and 36 to 46, um, okay, uh, not Casey, Skya mentioned this on our last podcast. Uh, when Jesus went, uh, it says, then Jesus came with them to a place called Yosemite. And told his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And so he went to this place in order to find a peace. And the first thing that we have to keep in mind when we're going through labor pains is to find our peace because that's the first thing that seems to just mess with us like we start being distressed i don't know about y'all but there are times in which i just don't feel that that much peace with me like i, I just feel distressed like i feel like my mind is everywhere and when that happens it's like i have to find my peaceful state of mind and when you're going through labor pains, if you lose your peace, it kind of, you can become overwhelmed. And so um, Jesus, Jesus, okay, he had to go to the Garden of Gethsemane to find his peace, the peace that, um, that he needed in order to follow through with what he was supposed to do, um, with the task that he was supposed to do. Um, even him, even he needed uh, a peaceful and a soothing environment. So does anyone want to say anything about peace, about finding peace? Is there anything that you guys do to find peace when you're feeling distressed or heavy or anything like that? What are some things that you do to find your peace? Pray. <laughs> Pray. Okay. And that's what I wanted to mention. The first step when you're in labor pains is to keep praying. Jesus went away to pray um, and, and find his peace because you can find peace in prayer. And so oftentimes that's the one thing that we kind of, <laughs> some, some people may not pray as much when they're going through stressful situations because they're overwhelmed with that situation. But we always have to make sure that we're praying even when we're under the stress. And I have to learn this the hard way. Okay, listen, I have to learn that the hard way <laughs> because, um, yeah, if you stop praying, it, it, it has an effect. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say something um, towards that, back where you were talking about um, what do you do when you are stressed and things like that? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we begin to have these thoughts that are not of God, but we think that it's from ourselves. But mm -hmm. the enemy uses tactics to make us believe that we are thinking these things mm -hmm. um, to put us in a, a, a bad headspace to yeah. um, deter us from our purpose or the direction that we're going on. So it's very important to recognize that this is not of God. And let me go ahead and attack this right now. Let me go ahead and pray um, about this right now because I know exactly what it is and I know it's not of God. Mm -hmm. So I need to 
take these cat these um thoughts into captivity so they won't begin to grow and throw me off course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So detecting those thoughts that are not of God. Right. Discerning. Discerning, yeah. Discerning what is of God and what is, is not of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people basically think that they are their thoughts, you know, but it's like the enemy is trying to make you think this. Because the yeah, enemy, when the enemy attacks you, it's always I. It's not you. Mm-hmm. Because if it was you, then it would be like, obviously, I'm being attacked. I'm being coerced, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it comes up as I, you believe it's you. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Remembering to pray is the first thing. And you have to find your space. Um, you have to get into your prayer closet. <laughs> as we mentioned before, uh, about prayer, it's so important that we uh, go into a place that we cannot be disturbed and we we uh, get into our quiet time with God and just allow your worship to come through uh, to him so that he can speak with you. And I feel like that's very important. Um, Sky, was there anything you wanted to add about Prayer and finding peace in prayer. Yes. Um, so, absolutely. Um, when I find myself um, being like bombarded with different emotions and just, I feel like I can't think clearly, I definitely go to prayer and I make sure I spend as much time as I need to with God until I get what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, We've been talking about just us, um, but we talking about effectual and fervent prayer. And, uh, you know, so in order, like effective means that you're getting what it's, it's, you're achieving the intended purpose. You're getting what you need. Um, and so when I pray, I try to make sure that I get what I need before I move, before I leave from that space. And it always leads me into worship, which gives me even more peace and often gives me insight as well. God God will begin to reveal something to me and give me revelation um, during those times. And um, just as like we're just talking about labor pains in general, when we came up with this topic, I was like, what am I going to talk about? I had been watching videos of pregnancies. I had been researching um you know, women's their emotional state as well as the physical changes that take place during pregnancy. And so I was thinking of the the stages of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everyone would say everyone's pregnancy is different, but I noticed there were some common motifs between all of the women. And um, so I was just thinking like, you know, labor pains and the stages of pregnancy and how the one of the initial phases of pregnancy is the emotional change. And uh, a lot of women will experience, they will know that they're pregnant even before the pregnancy test due to the emotional changes. Mm -hmm. They're so sensitive to um, their emotions and who they are that they recognize that there is a change. And I know like from us being in a spiritual perspective, when we we may not uh, be fully aware that we're pregnant at the time, but we'll notice that there's a change in us. And so Mm -hmm. we're like, what is, why, why is this change occurring? Um, we find ourselves wanting to kind of isolate a little bit to try to uh, tap what is going on within ourselves and um, get some clarity and, and strengthen ourselves because we know we talked about it on this podcast, Enemy of Emotion. So we're talking about those initial things. There's going to be some changes during a woman, during the initial phases of pregnancy and conception, there's emotional changes. And so we know that the enemy, as you were just talking about, Casey, how the enemy will try to put thoughts in your mind and make trying to get you to own them as your own when they are not. Um, because if you can, if you own it as your own, it's going to take root. And then we know that that's going to lead to what we we've, we've kind of we're kind of circling back to all of these things that we're talking about in the podcast. Mm-hmm. As we look at pregnancy, pregnancy is a full circle of life. Exactly. It's a cycle. We know God does things in cycles. We know he does things in systems, exactly. you know, which can also be thought of as cycles. And, um, you know, I might be going on a, a little tangent here, y'all, but this is just a representation of what I have been experiencing in my personal life, because as I was researching, you know, 
pregnancy and looking at these women and and studying how each woman experience their pregnancy and I'm like okay I'm writing down the similarities and I'm noticing the differences and I, I'm not even acknowledging how I was I'm pregnant or something spiritually and I'm like okay you can definitely relate the stages of pregnancy to what you're experiencing spiritually mm-hmm. the natural stages of pregnancy you can relate that to the spiritual stages of pregnancy yes and um Lately, God has just been showing me people in my mind. You know, I don't know what stage of pregnancy I'm in. I have an idea (laughs) based on what I've noticed in the natural stages of pregnancy. I'm comparing myself to the stages that these women have been going through. Mm -hmm. And um, just a lot of people have been coming through my mind, people I would never think about. I'm like, why am I thinking about these people? Why is God showing me this? And then I got revelation. Because... As you're getting ready to birth something, oftentimes women in that third trimester or so, or during throughout their pregnancy, they question, they begin to question sometimes, my good mother. And of course, the enemy wants to believe that you're not going to be a good mom. Mm-hmm. He'll start to bring up old stuff, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of stuff. And so it makes the woman question, like, am I, am I able to do this? Am I capable of doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see these women um, cleaning and buying groceries and working and they still take they're taking care of babies and I'm, I'm exhausted they're comparing themselves I'm like how how can I be the mother that I need to be there's so much stuff to learn there's so much things that they're they're um, coming up with and then um for me I was questioning like how can I birth this thing that God has called me to birth I'm like you know how and God began to reveal those people to me and he was telling me that these these are the people that I have impacted in some way, shape, or form. Mm. That's good. I have proof that I can birth this thing. Mm-hmm. And one particular person, individual, individual, they was in the life. And I didn't know how that person was going to turn out. I didn't even feel like I had an impact on them. But God was reminding me that, that there's a seed. Mm-hmm. One plants the seed. One waters a seed and God gives the increase. Mm -hmm. And so like I I begin to realize like even the small things and that person, I thought about them and I went on Facebook and their image popped up, you know, like Mm -hmm. one of the people, you know, they had never came across before ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. So you, of course I want to know how their life went. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I click on them because this person, they had got shot multiple times. They, they always looked for a fight. They always wanted to be in a fight. Yeah. They had a rough childhood upbringing. They did. And so I click on them and I see that they're married now. Wow. And they have a daughter. Wow. And they had like these little videos up there and I didn't see anything crazy on that Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Before they would have had a gun yeah. with their face missing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything like that on their Facebook page. But it just, they were just a family man. Yeah. Wow. And I was just like, wow. I'm just That's thinking good. about it. And I'm like, okay. That gave me confidence. I'm like, all right. I can carry this to turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went on my little kitchen. No, I've been I've been okay. going through the the motion. I've been going through and the spiritual battles. Um, yes. Like um, I'm just being candid here, y'all. Like I I love my husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I love my husband very much. Okay, and uh, he's always being very helpful to his parents, and um, um, he decides to pick them up from the airport. So he went, and then he ends up getting COVID, and then um. So I had to take care of him, but I was just like, I was already on guard because I have been continually telling myself and I've been speaking over my family that we will live and not die. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been speaking life, a lot of life, because I've just been feeling to speak life in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, you know, and then I end up not feeling well. And I remember um, later on throughout the week, it was really difficult for me to get some sleep because I was dealing with the symptoms of like COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like there was like the subtlety of those little slight little fear 
um, that a slight fearful thought that popped into my mind because the last time I had got COVID, at one point it was difficult for me to breathe mm. because of the the phlegm, the mucus. Oh come and on! It was it's difficult, and um, somebody had just made a post about aspiration is when uh, somebody inhales food or liquid through their lungs when they're trying to breathe, mm-hmm. and there have been many nights where the enemy has tried to attack me, and I wake up in the middle of the night, with, you know, mm-hmm. trying to breathe because vomit would have tried to come up through my lungs. Come on, come come in my lungs, and so mm. um, I hadn't been dealing with that. But this night, I, I felt like I heard that I was going to die that night, mm. and I, I rebuked it, and then it said it again. I rebuked it. And I continued to speak life and life. And I just began to sing a song of life. Mm-hmm. And I, I was singing a song. I was singing a song. My husband had the door cracked open because mm-hmm. he, he's on guard now as well. Um, and so I'm speaking life and I'm speaking life. And the next day, I wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And I began to speak to enemy and let him know that I will live. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. I will do all the things that God has called me to do. That's I'm right. going to birth this thing. Absolutely. There's nothing that can hinder me, stop me, prevent it. God has already set it in motion and it will be done. Done. That's right. Um, so um, just want to let you know. No, no. Come on. <laughs> we, we overcoming over here. And listen, that is good. That is good to speak life. And it's crazy that you mentioned about breathing because my second point was to control your breathing. Mm. This is, these are the signs that you, when you're going through labor pains, one is to find your soothing environment. That's your prayer closet. That's the place where you pray to God. Number two is to control your breathing because it's so easy to forget to breathe in the manner that you should be breathing. And when I think about breathing, I think about worship as well. And and um, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, right? Um, in Ephesians 4 and 30, I had saw this and I was like, mm-hmm, I like that. It says, it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed by, from the, for the day of redemption. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Another interpretation of that is don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Someone was breaking that down. And I took that because it was talking about the Holy Spirit moving and breathing. And so sometimes things happen and it's just like, we don't feel, you know how there's breaks when you're worshiping? Like you feel the break happening. But that, for me, I was in a point in which I was worshiping, but I didn't feel the Holy Spirit. And I was just like, what's going on? I'm worshiping, I'm worshiping. Why don't I feel the Holy Spirit? And I had to position my, my heart and my mind and I had to make sure that I was focused on making sure that I worship in the way that connected with God. And so um, breathing is important. I feel breathing is like worship. When we're worshiping, uh, it's like a, breathing is a form of worship because it's like God blew the breath of life into your lungs. He made you from the dust of the ground and breathed into, the, uh, into your nostrils. This is what he did with Adam. But this is what he did to all of us. He made us from himself and he blew the breath of life into our lungs so that we may live. And so I believe that to breathe easier, you have to worship and give praise to God. And you have to decree and declare things that are, you have to speak life into situations that don't seem like they have any life. What did they do with those bones? They had to they had to speak to those bones and they spoke with those bones with the breath that they were, that, that, that they had. What, what scripture was that when um, they spoke to the, to the dry bones um, so that they may live? Um, those are, that's important to control your breathing and to uh, make sure that you're speaking to those dry places 
or the places that you're feeling any kind of like uh, tension, I feel like it's good that you speak life into those things so that um, you can control your breathing, that you can breathe easier. Um, and so that was that was bullet point number two. And I have more to say, but does anyone want to say anything? I know Sky said she already said some stuff about breathing and what she had to do and what she had to do, create and declare for herself. But what about you, Casey? Is there anything that you want to talk about about that? Oh, about that? I thought it was interesting that she was, um, she had a period of time where she was um, having an issue with her breathing and she thought about that because I believe it was like two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, I was outside raking the leaves and I was fine. Day goes by. Then later on that night, while I was sleeping, and, and I went to sleep late, um, I woke up gasping for air. Mm-hmm. And I was breathing so heavy. And it's like I was breathing so heavy, trying to breathe in, breathe in so much that my lungs were starting to hurt, you know? And, mm-hmm. I kept, and it was just. Mm-hmm. almost like an asthma thing and I'm, mm-hmm. I don't even have asthma and this was happening to me and I said it and I'm like why is this happening to me you know and I'm just like you know what maybe it's because I was outside and it's an allergy so I took some allergy medicine and um, that didn't work and I had got up and I'm just walking around I'm like maybe I need some caffeine and get some caffeine maybe that'll help open up my um, lungs and stuff and nothing was working and I'm sitting there um, gasping for air and gasping for air and then I ended up was just like, you know what, I'm just going to pray and worship until I fall asleep. And literally, that's what I did. Mm. But then the next day, it happened again. Mm. And I was like, what the heck is this? You know, it's obviously not my allergies. So I was taking medicine for it, and this is still happening to me. And then the next night, I did the same thing. And then that was the last night that had happened. It's so amazing that that you made it up in your mind, I'm going to worship because this is irregular breathing. This is like something that doesn't happen to me often. So why, you know, and you went straight to worship. And I feel like that's what you got to do. If you're having trouble breathing physically, spiritually, come on. It, it, it all has, it's all connected, you know, because God is just, God is just amazing. He'll, he will show you things. And then you look at it later like, oh my gosh, God, you did that. Because now it's like puzzle pieces, you know? Um, and so when this was given to me, y'all, like these these steps and all of this stuff, like I was thinking while I was writing them down, I was like, this is what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we are pregnant and some of us are actually in the birthing room, okay? <laughs> you over here just about to give birth. Um, and then some of you may already be holding your baby. So kudos to you for enduring. Um, but the next thing that we're going to be discussing, this is uh, bullet point number three, is get in position. So this is what you have to do when you're in labor, right? Um, next is to get in position. And um, this one is very important because I mentioned this, I mentioned this last podcast, highs and lows. Um, I was talking about how I was going through highs and lows. And I feel like the primary reason why I was going through those highs and lows was because there were times in which I was just wielding my sword, you know, in the spirit. I'm just like, swing, swing. I'm cutting you up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. When I should have just been holding up my shield of faith, when I should have just been holding up my shield and and like making sure that my strength was with me, um, making sure that I was building enough strength so that when I did roll my shield, it would be more effective. And I remember having this dream in which this enemy was in front of me and I had this sword and I sliced him and he was just standing there like it didn't even phase him. And I was thinking to myself like, "Uh uh-uh, I kept slicing and just kept going straight through him. And I feel like um, sometimes we get into warrior position and um, we should just be holding up our, our shield. We should be on the defense rather than the offense. And it's like that. So um, this is so important that we change our positions often. And the biggest example that I can bring this up to about like is uh, David. So when I think about this, I think about David because David was the shepherd, the warrior, the king. Um, David was also very vulnerable before God. 
And I love this about him. Um, he's the type to, that would say in Psalms 14, um, chapter 143, <laughs> verses 1, 1 through 12. It says, hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness, do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in me, uh, for in your sight, if I can write this, no one is, no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. Mm. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. You just got to be honest with God. My heart within me is, is distressed. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I'm used on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you. You like a thirsty land. Uh, Selah, answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you I uh, do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I shall walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, for your righteousness sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. Well, I'm your servant. Let me tell you, David is just showing his heart to God. And um, sometimes we just got to be real with God, okay? When sometimes we, we want to be like, I decree and declare that this and this and this, and it's good to decree and declare things. Um, but sometimes you just have to tell God, you know, how you're feeling, even though he already knows, um, because that's power in that. You're changing your position rather than being on the, the offense. You're on the defense. You're protecting yourself. You have your, your shield up because you know that if you pray to God, he will make a way for you. And so you're relying on his desire for you to thrive. And in this moment, that's what David is doing. He's just being very vulnerable before God. Um, he's asking God for darkness. He's asking God to deliver him out of the darkness that he's in. These, these situations that happen that are unexpected, that puts us in low places. And we're like, Lord, when am I going to get out? But it's like, you just have to be vulnerable with God. And so David did this. He was a warrior. He was a shepherd and he was a king. And then he also made sure that his faithfulness to God um, stood strong. And so I just wanted to mention about how he was a shepherd because um, in 1 Samuel's chapter 17, verses 34 through 36, it says, but David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. This is when, um, this is what, what uh, David is saying about himself. Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock. I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. This is David talking. like He's like, I was a shepherd, and I could take on a giant. <laughs> and it's like, but he was getting accustomed to battling, and so he knew what he can handle. We go through little battles, and then we go through big battles. And David, as a shepherd, went through his many battles. But it was preparing him for the bigger battle that he would face as king, but also when he defeated um, Goliath. And I think that it's so imperative that we learn from those battles that we go through um, and that we learn how to better understand ourselves and how we adapt, as well as understanding the desires that God has for us as well. Because sometimes people say, oh, I'm going through stuff. The, the devil is working. The devil is working. It's like, um, don't put everything. Yeah, don't put, don't give all that credit to the devil. Okay, um, that listen, he's doing stuff, but God does some things in mysterious ways, but it's always for, our, for the goodness that he is going to bring out of our lives. And so sometimes um, don't don't be like that person who, who says every bad thing that happens in their life, they're like, that devil, that devil. <laughs> Listen, I used to be that way. I used to be like, oh, all this is happening, it must be the devil. <laughs> and it's like, sometimes I don't lose God. 
like, girl, you need to check this. You need to be better with this. You need to make sure you understand this better before I can elevate you. And so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, about getting in position. Uh, this is step number three, to get in position, but you also have to change positions often. And that's when you're pregnant. Um, as well, when you're, in the, uh, when you're in the process of giving birth and you're going through those contractions, they say to change positions often. And so don't, don't find yourself just depleting and becoming weary because you're over here just swinging your sword when you should just be resting a bit and holding up your shield. Is there anything that anyone wants to say about that, about changing positions often? Um, you said something earlier when we were talking about David. And, um, something came to my mind, honestly, actually something that, that recently happened to me. And so I'm abstinent, and I felt this one day I had um, these thoughts that came into my mind. It was like the, the enemy was trying to, I was having a battle of the flesh, basically. Mm -hmm. And I remember having it, and I was just like, you know what? I, I need praying. So I go, and I'm praying to the Lord, and I'm just being like very open with God. Obviously, you know, everything. And I'm telling him um, what's happening and how I'm feeling and what I need. Like, I need him right now in this moment. And then as soon as I finished uh, praying, I did like a worship. It left me just mm -hmm. like that. And I was thinking about the scripture that um, says, it was this the devil and he will flee from you, you know? And exactly that was what happened. But it's like, you have to come to him for it to happen, you mm -hmm. know? And it was like, in that moment, it was like, I would just say, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I'm Lord, here I am. Mm -hmm. and this is what I need. I need your help. Mm -hmm. I think that that is such an important important point that you brought up my earlier um in case you were talking about you need to surrender to god and we know that the bible tells us to seek ye the kingdom first and it's all of its righteousness and all these things will be added unto us so we know that um i think it's so important that you brought up that point because i don't think that we do that as an, enough as believers mm. because it's like we i feel like sometimes we take on that role like we know what God has given us. We know the power he's given us. We know what we are, we should be capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes, like you're saying, we go so much on the defensive and we don't even know, um, sometimes we're not even fully equipped to deal with all of those things. So we don't even really know what to deal with. And sometimes we need to ask um, God and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to recall even a, a scripture. You know, we're talking about swinging a sword and sometimes we just say it. Yeah. Like just take a moment, it's like, you know what? Why help me? Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. You know, like I think that that's so important that you brought that up because that's really been on my my heart lately about getting to connect with God in such um another level because um we're you know as believers we're all about to go to a new level mm -hmm. you know uh um and at least there's the expectation that we all should be going to a new level mm -hmm. okay and um you know so i've been thinking about this and i'm like we need to come to a new level of understanding god we need to know him on an even more personal level and i noticed that there's a lot of believers and sorry if i'm going off on another it. thing, this has just been something that's on my, my heart and mind. I know that um, a lot of believers, like, they, you know, I'm not saying I'm an expert at prayer, but I know a lot of believers don't know how to pray. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of them know how to go to God um, on this genuine level, go to God in a way, in a manner like um, that they should. I know a lot of people, they feel that all the conditions have to be met in order for them to hear from God mm. or seek God. And I was just talking to my husband about this. I was like, I don't understand when some people go to God and they pray and they ask God for something and then they just get up and go. Yeah. You know, you do you not believe that God can answer you right then and there? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that there's a time frame in which he's going to answer you? When is he going to answer you? When are you going to get in that quiet space to, to hear him again? Mm. Like, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping that it would he would just spontaneously respond to you throughout 
your day, throughout the week, throughout the month. Um, and I'm like, we need to get to that point where we can really converse with God. Because I can tell you, when I pray, a lot of my prayers people can think of as informal. Mm. You know, um, a lot of my prayers, I'm just having a conversation with God. And that's really what I hear from God the most. I'm just having a conversation with God. Often when I'm up, you know, late at night or if I'm in the restroom or if I'm washing dishes or whatever TV show I'm watching, like I'm talking to God and he speaks. We have a speaking God. So you don't always have to go into your prayer closet. You don't always have to give this really lengthy, flowery uh, prayer with all of these, you know, this high vernacular, this high vocab. You don't always have to do that. And I believe that God wants us to get to know him on such a personal level that we converse with him like we would our very our best friend mm-hmm. because he is our very best friend. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's something that uh, my husband and I are doing in our household. We've just been seeking God on um, in the same space, but privately. Mm-hmm. We've been seeking God. So that, you know, I know some people, they might get a little uncomfortable. My husband, he didn't grow up in church. I'm used to seeking God in all these, these public spaces. You know? mm-hmm. And um, he he's more reserved. He's more reserved. He feels more comfortable in private. And so um, I think it's necessary for all of us as believers to become be more bold oh. and more comfortable seeking God even in those public spaces. Oh, and um, so... I know this about like my little thing, but I'm so glad that you brought that up. That we need to seek him first, and just the conversation we hear David having, just a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know. So when you're talking about how mm-hmm. people pray and then they get up and leave, I believe a lot of people don't feel like God is still to them, and they pray with the hope that He'll just do whatever they ask Him to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And so their expectations are not to hear answers. They're just going in with their prayer and like, okay, hoping that God will actually get it done for them. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that God does speak. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who you are. If you are actively seeking a relationship with God, God will speak to you. You don't need mm-hmm. to be a pastor, a prophet, or whatever. God will speak to you. And I think a lot of times people Oh, God, I don't speak to me. And I'm like, what? Why do you exactly. say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, that used to be me, and it used to be many of us. Okay, but that used to be me as well. And now I've been making it like I make sure I just pour out my heart to God, and I try to be as open and honest as possible. Like I'm, I'm just, I give him many great, okay. And then I'm just like, okay, guys, and I wait, and I just be in my space. And I just feel his presence. Sometimes that's all I get. I just feel his presence more heavily. And I, I just feel like he's he's holding me. Or like I feel like I'm laying before his feet. Or I'm I'm laying on his lap and he's just patting my back. Sometimes I imagine, like I see these visions that I, what I expect, what I feel in my spirit, what I want to be at, and I just imagine that and that's enough for me. That reassurance. But I now I wait. I wait to see if I'll get something and sometimes God just does help me because with this podcast, literally I had nothing and I just felt led to worship and after I worship I said, God, um is there anything that you know <laughs> is there something that like, can you give me something to go on and I started giving some things and it kinda helped me, you know, but I was I used to be that, you know, I used to just be like I used to go off and then drop my mic. Okay, I used to be like, oh, I did that prayer, and I would go cook my eggs, you know, or cook my food, like my dinner, and go about the rest of my day. And now it's just like I stay and I wait. And um, the waiting period, you know, it, it's the only thing that stops people from waiting is their time. Yeah, I got all this stuff. I got all this stuff to do. Uh, girl, boy, what are you doing? You're talking to God. God is listening to you. What are you worrying about? And it's like, you got to throw it out the window. You just got to be like, okay, God, I'm here. Okay. And you should expect it. Always have that expectation. 
Um, and so let's go to number four. <laughs> um, the number four is focus. It's focus. You have to focus. Um, and so when I think about focusing, I think about Elijah and how he prayed for rain. And we talked about this last pod, last uh, podcast. And I wrote this down. I said, did you know that praying for rain is a sign of labor pain? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> what is, what, why did I write, why did I do that? Um, but that question, I was like, hmm. But it's like, do you know that praying for rain is a sign of labor pain? You're desiring something to come out of you. You're praying for rain to come. You're praying for the water to burst. And when you're praying for rain, it is a sign that you are desiring something, like I said, that is bigger than you. So it's a form of labor pain. So Elijah, he prayed for rain because this, they, they have been in a job for a while now, okay? But what Quint went like kind of just, it, it stood out to me a lot was this is what, uh, this is um, First Kings, like I said, eight, uh, chapter 18, verses 41 um, through, yeah, verses 41 through, I'm just going to do 43. No, 45. I'm going to do all of that. Okay. It says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. I'm like, Elijah, there's no rain. What are you hearing? <laughs> this is all in the spirit. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. He went to the top of Mount Carmel. He went into his food and environment, right? And he bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Okay, he got into a position. And then he says, go and look toward the sea. He told his servant. And he went up and looked. There was nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man can is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. And so meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. It just, it's about to rain, and Elijah takes off running um, after, after it's confirmed that the rain is coming. And so this, I believe that Elijah got into a position in which he was focused on bringing forth what God desires. This is, God won with this as well. Um, and so his heart posture was in the right place. Um, but also he was a willing servant. He was willing to get down. He was willing to uh, pray to God. He was willing to put himself in a position that would make it uncomfortable for him. Um, I said, get comfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. This is what God has been telling me over and over and over for the past two years. And Elijah, he was like, we talked about boldness. Elijah was bold. Um, but he was praying for rain. The rain came. And after it started to rain, he ended up running. But we, don't, we already talked about that. You know what happened with the result of all of this. But, um, but I just wanted to focus on the part where he focused. And he focused on making sure that that rain came forth. Um, because I'm sure God instructed him to do things, and but he went about doing it. And so I thought about this, like what if Elijah didn't get into that position to cause the rain to come? It would still be a drought in the land. So I believe that it's important that we, like I said, we get into our student environments, that we uh, keep control our breathing, that we get into the positions that we need to get into, and that we focus on the things that God has already spoken to our lives so that we can get, so that he can get the glory ultimately, but also so that we can become more empowered in the knowledge that God is shaping us and bringing us to a better position. Um, and so, yeah, if you're praying for rain, you're in labor pains. <laughs> and I've been praying for rain for a long, 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 long time. Does anyone want to say anything about that? <laughs> well, I was just thinking about the whole, the whole uh, podcast type like, um, topic of giving birth and stuff like that. And when we were um, talking about this at the beginning, 
I was thinking about, you know, the stages of pregnancy and stuff like that. What all happens at the first trimester. But first there's the incubation stage. So it's the conception stage, I mean. So you have to conceive. So you have to be open enough for you to conceive in the first place. So that's mm-hmm. opening up to what God is uh, giving you in the first place. And then you go through the phase of nurturing this thing, you know. Um, when you're pregnant, you try to eat the right food. Mm-hmm. You want to put your prenatal vitamins and things so that what's inside of you can grow. And mm-hmm. that whole time where you're learning and you're developing, you're nurturing the things that um, that God has inside of you. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time to give birth to the promise, um, you're in the beginning of the birthing position. And at this phase, this is a painful stage because during pregnancy, you know, People get to the point of some people say that they don't want any uh, medication and then they change their mind and like get it to me now. <laughs> and um, they were like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this. Come on. You know? Listen. So you get into that phase where you're, you're in the delivery phase and you're feeling that pressure and you're like, oh, I don't even know if I can do this, but you know, it's already in you, so it has to come out. But so either it's going to die or it's going to live and you're going to push it out. So um, a lot of people, some people have midwives. Mm-hmm. And these midwives are there to help you throughout the pregnancy, um, help you um, deliver the baby, and they're supposed to guide you so that you'll have a better pleasurable experience, you know. <laughs> so I look at it as like God being my midwife. So as mm-hmm. I'm pushing and the Lord knows what I'm going through, he is guiding me, he's telling me how to breathe, what to do, when to push, and he's right there, he's holding my hand, and he's seeing me through so that I can get to push this promise out because he's giving me this promise right. and all I have to do is make sure I see it through. Right. And he's right there holding my hand and helping me through. Reminded. Giving me yeah, reminders. Giving me reminders. Yes. Exactly. And then once it's out, it's like, oh man, this is just amazing. You, know, you just want to thank God because he got you through it. But through that whole phase, you had all these thoughts, you know, I've even heard people when they're um, about to get pregnant, like, oh, I changed my mind. You can't change your mind. Because if this baby's going to die, we're going to live. Mm-hmm. What do you want? And, you know, you got to stick it out and you got to push it through because God will help you. I love how you tell me. Um, like, when you're just talking about, you're like, um, you know, you know, you can well, push this baby out. And there's just, as you were just talking about, I thought about, like, the head. You know, you see it the head and that initial response they get when they're like, oh, we see the head. Yeah. That gives you like that push. Yeah. You know, like, the push to keep there. on. Yeah. yeah. And um, like last time my husband and I, we were worshiping and um, it was just so beautiful. We were worshiping. I was just like, Lord, if you just give me a glimpse. If you could just give me a glimpse. And let me tell you, <laughs> God started something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He started Come on. something. Come on. <laughs> he gave me a glimpse. Come on. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right. God is. He is sending the rain. And he gave me a glimpse of the rain mm. yesterday. Out Ooh. of nowhere. A glimpse of the rain. Come on. I go to check my bank account. Okay. A glimpse of the rain. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going to push. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. Perseverance, 
tenacity and stubbornness. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, to all yes. the above. That's me. Right yes, now. that's me. That's me. I'm persistent. Sure. I'm insistent. I'm perseverant. I am tenacious. I am stubborn because I'm going to get what God told me I'm going to get. He impregnated me, okay, with something. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give birth to this thing that he impregnated me with, okay? And that's on um, period, okay? I'm sorry for using that word in this context. But listen, period, okay? <laughs> Y'all understand. We are pushing, okay? And it is so hard when you feel like all the odds are stacking up against you. And you're like, but I got to push. I got to push. I got to push. Because you know you're getting ready for something big. Like, God is about to blow our minds. And I am going to push so I can get to it. Now, I believe that I can push that down. And yeah. I say that a lot of people. For real. But, you know, what God's doing through you can cause somebody to believe even more. Like, I'm a radical I'm a radical believer. Like when people start saying the desire of the heart, I'm like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like the first to say that. And I, it's coming off at work now so much that someone who's been in the same position for 15 years is finally seeking other things mm-hmm. to elevate herself. And it's such a beautiful thing to see. She's like, you inspired me to desire more for myself. And I was like, you've always had it. And I said, the door is open. And I started talking to her. I was like, girl, the door is open. <laughs> and she was like, and I said, yeah, the door is open. I said, I can't go. She said, no, you can go. keep going. I said, I said, well, the door is open. You know, for God's people, you need to go after everything that you desire. And believe that is yours. And she was like, okay. And I said, so go for it. She said, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be left behind. I said, this is about you. This is about you. And she's just like, she's just been going after it. And I said, don't worry. Because she began to worry about things. Like, what about the kids? What about child care and all this type of stuff? I said, when you go for it, believe that it's already yours and everything else will handle itself. Don't worry about anything else. Don't allow doubt to what can happen to to you know to not happen. You don't want any any of that to happen. No negativity whatsoever. Just believe that it's yours. And she was just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And she was just like, girl, you inspire me for real, for real. And I'm just like, girl, come on, we get out of here. It should be like you know, make your baby leave. Yes, you should be yes. Baby leave, not scared. Come you on, let the kingdom, let let's help people's babies leave. Okay. Yeah. We hope we want some babies to be doing backflips, <laughs> cartwheels, all up in the womb. Okay, um, because yeah, because we want we want that birth to happen. Um, when when you're having a baby and it's coming out, you know, of that small space, that it when you have that those contractions and stuff, it's actually spreading so that the baby can get through because. The baby is bigger than the area it's supposed to be going through. Mm-hmm. And like the promises that God gives, they are bigger than us. Mm-hmm. So when we're going through these pains, he's stretching us to the point where we can go ahead and actually carry this baby out, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like we're being straight or sometimes it seems like um, what we're, what God said and what we're supposed to have seems like too much for us mm-hmm. because it's bigger than us. But that's the point. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's bigger than you for a reason. Exactly. And, um, I feel like a lot of people get discouraged because they feel like, oh, they're going to do it, but it's God who's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because when, when, when a woman is given birth and there's contractions, are, do they request that she push in the contractions? Or does she refrain from pushing in the contractions? She has to be a certain amount of dilated. Yeah. Like, it has to be open to Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I know there's like, okay, that's like before they get birth. Okay. Right. Because I know there's certain moments in which they tell you to push, and like push, push, and they wait a little bit, and then they say push, push, and then that's when they feel extra, like the extra pressure and all that 
added on them. And it's like, that happens in our life, child. Yeah. We get we get hit hard. And, and when people say, you got to keep pushing, you're like, girl, you don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Can you hold my hand? Can you hold my hand as I go through these contractions? You know, it's so funny how oh, when the woman's giving birth, she, she wants to they they want the the man wants to hold the the hand or something you know the husband wants to be there as support so she's like holding the hand uh, for support but really it's just like he's a pain <laughs> but it's just like sometimes you have to have people beside you holding your hand too who you know sometimes it's good to have it's funny how you you can have pregnancy twins you know somebody who's pregnant at the same time as you. And it's like when you find someone as, who's pregnant at the same time as you, it's like you look at them like, yeah, we we will get birth. And we you can, you start planning together. You're like, I'm gonna do this for my baby, and I'm gonna do this for my baby, and then my baby's going like this and this and this and this. And that's what we should all be doing with one another. Like recognize that each of us are pregnant. And be like, girl, you're pregnant. You're about to get pregnant. Girl, what we gonna do when you're pregnant? last for a while. As you saw, <laughs> I have posted that in March of 2022, but I am at the end of my pregnancy. And I'm just saying that because it's, it's happening. And so anyway, if you receive that, come and rejoice with me. Rejoice with me. I just want you to know that you will 
uh, get through it and you are going to give birth to that baby. Whatever you're trying to give birth to, whatever you're trying to do, whatever dream or aspiration that you desire and you feel like that God is pushing you to uh, also give birth to that thing. Um, This is all spiritual, okay? Um, So, man, this applies to you too, okay? Don't, don't, don't uh, just disregard this whole podcast because we're talking about pregnancy. Men can be uh, pregnant in the spirit as well, okay? And so I just want to reassure the kingdom. Uh, we got this. We're coming out. And, um, yeah, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. So with that being said, um, we're going to give our blessing. And we're going to, yeah, <laughs> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. His perfect shalom. Amen. Amen. And Keenan, do not forget that we are the salt of the earth. So, stay salty.